0: Okay, hey guys, we are going to do something a little bit different on our podcast of Marketing Management and Money today. Uh, we are going to pick apart a really awesome article that I came across from CB Insights. So if you want to check it out, it's cbinsights.com. And they did some research on why startups fail. And what I really like about this is, is we all know, I mean, intuitively, some of this stuff is like, well, duh, you know, if you don't have enough cash in your business, you're going to fail. Like, that's that's not all that great uh, insight. But what I love about the article and what they did here... Is they really kind of quantified it? They put some percentages to uh, you know the order of what makes startups fail, and uh, and and they did this through a study of uh, I, th- I think it was a little over a hundred uh, startups. They uh, they did some uh, post mortem uh, interviews on these startups, and they they kind of picked apart uh, what some of the common features were, and one of the things from the study. To be fair, is that there's rarely ever one thing that uh, causes the uh, the startup to fail. It's usually a combination of things. You know, there's there's not just uh, that uh, that that one just you know. Uh, Death strike—that's thats, that, that's going to just take your your startup out and, and just kind of completely you know ruin it. Uh, but it's going to be it's going to be a combination. So if you've got a couple of these things creeping in to your business, then uh, you know you want want to watch out for them. Now, uh, another thing that uh, that I want to point out is that uh, this study was done specifically for startups. But uh, you'll see very quickly how relatable it is to just small business in general. And so, you know, if you're thinking to yourself, well, I've been in business for uh, several years. Uh, you know, I'm looking at this and through all of my years of working with, uh, businesses, uh, absolutely. These are the things that are going to kill your business, whether you're a startup, whether you're not. And so, uh, you know, we're going to, we're going to cover the actual data from a startup perspective, but know that this information is totally relatable, uh, regardless the size of your business. So these, these are your big pitfalls to, uh, to watch out for. And, uh, I think, uh, I think I'll let you, Ryan, kind of kind of kick us off. Why, right. why don't we do a bottom up? Let's uh, sure. We'll we'll we'll, we'll build the in intensity. Suspense. Yeah. All right. All right.
1: So coming into the bottom of the list is a failure to pivot. Just a quick explanation as to what pivoting is. If you are running into a dead end in your small business, or you feel like an idea isn't working out the way that it should, or you come across information or data that you find is pushing you in another direction. Uh, moving in that direction, making an adjustment or making a correction so that you stay on the best course for your business, right? So failure to pivot, not doing those things is is coming at the bottom of the list as to why small businesses fail. Uh, the next one is burnout, which is pretty self-explanatory. <laughs> uh, then coming up, we have didn't use network. This one is a little bit interesting to me because – it's not something I am inclined to pursue. So we might want to hit on this one a little bit. I might have some questions for you. Yeah. Uh, then legal challenges. I think that's a, I, a big fear for a lot of entrepreneurs, a monster kind of looming in the background. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, and then we move into no financing or investor interest. Uh, I think that there's some... Good content there, pretty self-explanatory. Um, then we kind of move into this next category of a little bit
0: uh, some some reasons with a little bit more gravity behind them. Why don't you dive into those? Yeah, sure. So uh, you know, as I'm looking at this study, they uh, they've kind of broken it into some chunks. They put some percentages behind it, and the ones that you covered, they were pretty low percentages not not as big of risks that you might see. Yeah. And, and as you put it, we're we're getting into things that start to have a little bit more gravity. Uh, failed geographical expansion, you know, so not taking that opportunity to expand when appropriate, uh, and so I think that's really interesting, and then uh, lack passion you know, just a, a lack of, of passion. And I've seen this a lot. Yeah. Uh, you know, this is very similar to that burnout. Uh, but if there's just not an interest going on, then, you know, people don't, don't put the time into it too much of a lifestyle business. Uh, yeah. you know, uh, and so that that's kind of interesting. Uh, this one, again, uh, it's uh, complementary, if you can put it that way, to one that you mentioned uh, right at the beginning. It's a pivot gone bad. So, you know, the business recognizes that they need to pivot, but instead of, uh, you know, pivoting correctly, they actually... Uh, Course you know, correct
1: straight into the iceberg. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Captain
0: Starbird.
1: Yes. Yeah. For all, for all t- straight ahead, for all you younguns, go back and watch Titanic.
0: You'll learn a thing or two. Um, then you get into uh, the next is disharmony among team or investors, and uh, I thought uh, that that was kind of interesting. You know, your business becomes your family, and, uh, and you can kind of picture, uh, you know, not quite get along with the family and. Uh, and then uh, a loss of focus, just uh, being being spread too thin uh, in the direction that you're going. So that's kind of like your mid-range threats. You know, they're definitely mm-hmm. there. Definitely things that you need to uh, worry about. And, and now we're going to get into. I, I think this brings us to uh, the the top ten. Number ten on the list
1: is uh, a product mistimed. That one is. Super interesting to me. It's really, really unfortunate. I think in a lot of times because a lot of people have great ideas, but then it's just not quite the right time for it. You need another mm-hmm. complementary piece of technology to come out first, or something else in the market to happen prior
0: to you being able to launch your your product or idea. Yeah, I, it just doesn't work out. I, I, I'm I'm going to want to jump back to this one and talk about it for yeah. a second. But let's keep let's Man, go these through the are, these. List. These
1: next ones are are getting are are getting good. They're yeah. getting meaty. So then following that up is ignoring your customers, poor marketing, product without a business model, user unfriendly product. I realized I glazed over those, but those are some, they're pretty straightforward, but there's some pretty big deals there. Yeah. Like it makes me wonder what in the world is going wrong. Like I would love to go back and read through some of these postmortems and see, <laughs> see what when, really when somebody was like, ah. Our, we had a, a user unfriendly product. It's like well, if you were doing some of these other things right, how did you how did you miss that mark? You know
0: uh, what I mean? Yeah, you know, I've been on some websites that are definitely user unfriendly. Oh, for sure. And so I can I can for see sure. that. So anyway. All right, so here we are with the top five, and I'm gonna put the percentages to them. And these percentages represent the number of businesses in the study that this was one of the leading causes of them going out of business. So the first one was pricing and cost issues. Uh, man, getting that price point wrong—what what a big deal! And I, and I think it's interesting that it puts cost issue there too, because uh, a lot of times when you're really trying to calculate those margins and you get off on those margins, and that's why I mean we've done a, a full episode on calculating the margins, just because it's that important. Um, in fact, we've done episodes on a lot of these because they're that important. So yeah. Uh, get out competed uh, you know 19% you just uh, you just came in second or seventh you know and <laughs> just second or seventh. <laughs> not the right team this one oh man there's there there's a lot that that could be discussed there but when you just don't have the right people they're not working together and it's yeah you know, that, that's tough that, that that's 23% Ran out of cash coming in at number two is ran out of cash, which is interesting because I think a lot of people expect cash flow to be number one. It came in at 29%, but the number one is no market need, 42%. People just don't need what you want to sell. And I use the term want to sell because, uh, you know, as entrepreneurs, we're passionate about what we do, we're passionate about our interests. But if the market really isn't demanding it, you know, it's, it's just not, not there. And I do see that one a lot. And so I'm not yeah. surprised that, that it comes in at, at 42%. But. So, okay, okay. We, we went through that pretty quickly. There's no way that in this episode <laughs> we're going to be able to delve into all of these. But let's, let's, let's touch on a, a couple of them sure. and, and see, see what we think. So what, what kind of stands out to you? I feel like there are a few of these that are tied together. But like
1: I said before, the user unfriendly product, that one kind of strikes me as 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 a little bit odd. And maybe this is just me coming from a marketing background, but this this also ties into the no market need. This ties into poor marketing, ignoring customers, product mistimed. Um several of these that we we listed out. Sure. Um But if you are if you're keeping your, your finger on the pulse of, of some of these key market items, these are big things to miss. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I realize as a, as a, as a startup, as an entrepreneur, you're, you're tied up in so many different things. You have so much going on that it's, it's sometimes it's easy to miss some of the really big things, but you know, if you, if you don't uh, if you're full on launching a product and you're putting tons of money and, and time and effort into it, and you've got a whole team behind it and everything, you would think that there would be some method or some effort that was made to validate this product or idea. Mm-hmm. Right. And yeah. then, and then that's something, and, and we talk about this all the time on this <laughs> podcast that you have to continually do these things, right? Like you can't just say, oh, looks like people want a product. We're going to go sell it for the next 50 years and expect nothing to change. Yeah, But you have to come back in and you have to check in and you have to say, okay, are we still hitting that mark? Are we still resonating with people the way that we did initially? Is Has there been anything else come out into the market that has changed the market? Uh-huh. Do we need to pivot in any way, shape, or form? I mean, so many of these things are tied together and simply are corrected or you hit the mark because you're looking at
0: what your market is is after. And, and I really want to touch on, or uh, I mean, you've already touched on it, but I want to kind of hammer on the point of unfriendly. I mean, think about the description of unfriendly. Like, it's not saying that it's a bad product. It's not saying that the product doesn't work. It's saying that it's not friendly, meaning that, you know, you've got kind of this taste in your mouth and, uh, you know, you you just. So uh, I I, I was trying to take my wife out to dinner the other night, and with all of the uh, COVID pandemic stuff going on, it's hard to know what restaurants are, you know, dine-in, which ones are takeout only, what kind of restrictions they have. And so <laughs> we're we're getting online, and, you know, we're able to find out what's open, but we weren't able to find out whether there was, you know, dine-in or whether it was takeout only. Mm-hmm. And we were looking for a dine-in option, and, you know, it was just unfriendly because I – it was the fourth restaurant that we went to that we finally found, uh, you know, a, a a place that we could sit down. Yeah, and and it was just kind of this really blech in my mouth with with that experience, and so I think I, I think about that, and I get you know, I mean, that was brought on by a pandemic, not necessarily the business's fault, but they still could provide a solution. Or, you know, the, I, I guarantee I'm not the first person who's tried to figure out, hey, are you dine in or take out only? Yeah. You know? And, yeah. Uh, so, well, and, and I had a very similar experience where
1: uh, I was on vacation with my family. We went out to eat and we had called ahead to a few different places saying, hey, do you do dine in? Uh, do we need to make reservations or can we just come in? Oh, there's no way you guys come on in. Like, to me, it wasn't a, a question of like, I know that there are limits with the pandemic. Like we can only have 20 people in our restaurant now because of limitations, sure. right? Right. So we show up, no joke. This happened back to back four times in a row where it was like, oh, you have five people in your party. We can only take pe- people or a party with, with four people. It's like, dude, one of my people in my party is under two years old. Does that really count as a fifth person? <laughs> happened four times in a row. And finally, we show up at this place and they're like, yeah, we could take you. No big deal. Um, it might be a five or 10 minute wait and we show up and they're like, oh, you know, it must, things must have changed since, since you called in because, you know, in the last half an hour, things have gotten really crazy. And we were like, we called two minutes ago. We were around the corner and it was like, oh, okay, well, I guess we'll make some accommodations for your five person party. And it's like, why is going on?
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's just unfriendly. Yeah.
1: And so it's like we show up at these places and it's like, what,
0: what,
1: what, what's wrong with me? (laughs) Like, I don't, I'm not sick.
0: And, and you know, the product was fine. The service was fine. I would love location was fine. I would love to give you my money. I wanted what you had, but it was unfriendly.
1: Yep. Uh, And, and so, uh, and no accommodations were made otherwise. Right. Right. And I guarantee I'm not the only person in that market with A very, very similar problem, right? Right. Yeah. And so
0: that's super interesting. Okay. I want to jump to another one. And this one's kind of interesting, this uh, product mistimed. Now, oftentimes on our podcast, when we use the term product, we mean product and service. And so, you know, I'm going to start by talking about services that are mistimed. uh, But then I'm also going to, uh, you know, talk about products that are mistimed. I was working with a uh, business once that was trying to do graduation, uh, photography. And so, you know, it's, uh, it's graduation day. Uh, everyone wants to, uh, you know, get their, uh, you know, get their, their picture taken with their family. It's a, it's a big moment to celebrate. And, uh, so they were going to go do this, uh, this photography. Well, instead of, uh thinking ahead of time, they went and uh, handed out uh, these coupons for photography services at graduation. Uh, <laughs> Oops and uh not not a single person contacted the business. Uh, yeah, I mean it was I bet. it was a huge mistiming. It's like, uh, people have already made their plans. Right, like they they don't want it, you know. Three days after graduation, they want it three days before graduation, or a week before graduation. And, you know, so it was, it it, it was a huge mistiming. timing. But um, the other thing that I've seen a lot with businesses when they do products, so. Um, Development of products—it's it's a very expensive process. It's a very uh, time-consuming yeah. process. Right. Uh, it, you know, it's not it's not easy. You look at these simple widgets and you think, oh man, that that wouldn't take anything to produce. And it's like, no, it takes a lot to produce. <laughs> yeah. Right. <You> know? <laughs> and so, oftentimes these uh, these projects get delayed, and sometimes you'll see where when a project gets delayed. But the business is still, you know, they're just like, we've invested so much time, we've invested so much money, you know, we're going to go through with it. And it's like, well, uh, there are now seven other competitors in the market, Uh, you know, like at at the time we started this, it it was Blue Ocean, there was plenty of space, uh, but today... It's crowded, and it's highly competitive. Yeah, and, and so, you know, I've seen a lot of missed timing of the market when it's, you know, the, the, this whole idea that, well, okay, you know, they, they ignore the the sunk costs or sunk costs. And they're just like, no, we've got to recoup our investment. I'm like, eh, sometimes you cut your losses. Yeah. You know. You just you, let it go. You don't win Every single time in business and right. so y- y- you want you want to hedge the bets you want to win the majority of the times you know you want to beat the house but you don't have to constantly be successful in order to consistently be successful right so one of the ones one of the other ones that grabbed me that I'm
1: actually surprised that you didn't grab was, <laughs> I, was Liz. Giving, I was giving you the moment the opportunity oh, you're so kind. Yeah except i don't want it it's all yours no, no no no. you got it top one of the top reasons this is number two of why startups fails that they run out of cash yeah it's huge here's the thing there's some I, I feel like there's so many different things that can go wrong in a small business I, I don't know whether to be like super harsh and critical about this one or to or it's just that i don't understand it it's like if you aren't budgeting your money to the point where you're like, "Hey, we're coming up on this. We gotta, we gotta hit this before, you know, the next two months, and we're out of money." Or it's like funding so, gets
0: pulled. I, I don't know. Get, this one's interesting to me. Can, can, can I share uh, something? Uh, yeah, okay. Just stay with me for a second here because this is uh, the this will connect back. Sure. So, I get this call one night. It's a good friend of mine. He calls me up, and you can tell he's pretty distraught, and uh, and I'm like, dude, what what's going on? You're you're calling me at kind of an odd hour, you're distraught, obviously something's going on, and uh, he's like, my wife wants a divorce, and I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, you know, and 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 he really was, he really was hurt, sure, and uh, he made this comment to me. He said, you know. I always looked at others when they're just like, I didn't see it coming. And I was like, How could you not see it coming? Like, your wife wants a divorce and you're just like, What? And he's like, But honestly, I didn't see it coming. And I feel like this is how cash flow is in businesses. <laughs> like, I told you, it was going to come back. Okay. <laughs> like, everyone who, uh, you know, they look at other businesses and they're like, "How could you be so stupid? You like ran out of cash? Seriously? Why didn't you plan ahead? Why didn't you just put a little bit in the bank?" Like, you know, yeah. but when it actually happens to the business, and they're just like, "I didn't see it coming," and 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 that's that's the problem with it is, you know, the there are so many things that can, uh, you know, that that can really catch you off guard when it comes to cash flow, that if you're not constantly staying on top of that, constantly staying on top of that, then yeah. And, you know, you look at it, uh, almost a third yeah. of businesses that fail are, you know, they're, they're, they're running out of cash.
1: So basically what you're saying is I would definitely fall into that category if I <laughs> were at this on my own.
0: <laughs> well, I didn't see it coming. That would be me. Maybe, maybe, <laughs> but let's okay. In in the, in the in the time remaining, let's talk about this top one. Okay, uh, no market need. I like to use the terminology no market demand. At yeah, forty-two percent, almost half of Man, all that's business, huge. Yeah, they just don't have a demand, and this is one that you're always harping on.
1: Yeah, the, well, a- again, to me, this comes back to some of those key things that. In terms of of small business entrepreneurship, it's it's really not that hard. It's not that difficult. It's just a matter of doing it right. And I and I suppose that goes for any any one of these twenty reasons why startups fail. But you know, as long as you're staying on top of being in touch with your customer base, I th- I think that. But but so but many, many of these are how many businesses really are are alleviated.
0: Are, What's that? How many businesses really are staying close to their customers? at a point they probably were. Right. Well,
1: but that's that's the thing. And again, we we've talked about this so many times on this on this podcast is like, yeah, you do this up front. There are a lot of small businesses and startups that don't do this up front, but you do this up front and then you continually do it. You continually check in with your market. You continually talk to those customers and see what, you know, what it is that you're doing good for them. What it is that you are missing the mark on, mm-hmm. and then you evaluate. I, this is what I set out to do. This is what my customer is saying. Are we still on point? Are we deviating? Are we doing something different? Do we want to be doing something different? You know, you have to take those those personal goals and and aspirations into perspective and say, Are we hitting the mark? And if you're not, then you adjust. Yeah. Then you you know you start to look at some of these other things like. Do we have do we have the right people on the team? Do we have cost structured appropriately? Um, what are we doing for our, our our marketing efforts? Are we mistimed? Are we losing focus? All these things, right? Again, like I understand that entrepreneurs and small business owners are incredibly busy, but that's why as you grow, you build teams, right? Yeah. You start to bring people on who you can trust to help you. F- decipher through all this stuff and say, yeah, we're still on the mark. We're still headed in the right direction or Hey, red flag. Our top customer says we're not doing it for him anymore. Ding, ding, ding. Here's the siren. Let's do something
0: about it. So so as you're talking, I'm thinking to myself and, and maybe this is just how I'm looking at it, but I think check your ego at the door. Oh, hands down. Like
1: if, (sighs) dude, I feel like that should be one of the reasons on this. is like, it's like my own ego. <laughs>
0: like oh, I, I already I, I know what my customers want. I don't, I don't need to worry about that. Yeah. I got this. You yeah, know? yeah don't worry, we've got plenty of cash. I got this. Oh yeah, yeah we're a perfect team. We always get along. we, we love each other, you yeah. know like we got this. Oh, no one's gonna outperform us. Well, we got this. like I mean all
1: joking aside like you get you get rolling, you get some momentum behind you. you have a great team and all of these things can be gone right. Right. Mm-hmm. But that confidence can be so deceiving, so deceptive. But you
0: have to have the confidence because otherwise you're just going to get beat up. You yeah. know, markets are brutal. Right. Uh, customers are brutal. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so you have to go in with confidence. You have to be a little bit arrogant. Like, yes, my business is good enough that you should pay me a lot of money for
1: it. Yeah. Right. See, now, now we're getting into the deep stuff that I like, <laughs> but unfortunately we've run out of time. So all you listeners out there, you're just going to have to hold on for part two. Uh, we'll dive into the, we'll dive into all of the philosophy of, of all things, small business and entrepreneurship. Love it. So look out for part two where, yeah, where we look more into to some of these different reasons and I want to personally touch on some of the fixes for some of these things. If you notice some of these things are starting to happen, what you do. Exactly. Anyway, take care, guys. We'll catch you next time. Thanks. Take control of your business today. Go to tabletwise.com and search marketing management and money for the clarity you've always wanted. Be sure to stay tuned for new episodes on the first and third Wednesdays of every month and make sure to subscribe to be notified when we release bonus content such as interviews and short discussions.